All right, welcome to episode 20. It's episode 20. We're climbing, man. Episode 20 of Backcountry BSing. We're back in the studio, and uh, we've decided to make this uh, a bourbon kind of thing. Yeah, I um, like it. So we got a special guest today. We got the, the stove master himself, <laughs> uh, Mark, with Spagiver Backpacking. We uh, And you know we're going to ask him yeah, why he puts out so many stove videos. There's, there's not many channels we watched that have been doing this before we were doing this and Mark's one of them. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah. We've been watching Mark for a long time. He's had his great hammock content. Yes. So I learned a lot about continuous ridgelines. Yes. No, he's great. I'm excited to talk to him. Let's let's get him in on the call in line. All right. We're back. It's good. It's gotten darker. Mark. (laughs) Um, Thank you. uh, Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, We, we, we talked about in the intro to this, that, you are, there's very few backpacking channels that we were watching before we started doing this, and you were one of them. Yes, you were. So it's cool for us to finally get to talk to you. Yeah, and I think I discovered you a long time ago because you had, you still do, but you had fantastic content for beginner hammockers, like that. Yeah. That I watched all that stuff to kind of like figure out how I was going to set up my hammock and stuff. So it was helpful. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, Thanks for having me on. And man, it's kind of, it's kind of weird to hear you guys say, you know, you were you were watching me before. Doing oh yeah. It, yeah, you guys have been out for for a while. So Not that shows you how that shows you how old we evolved. I mean, there's like there's like a new backpacking channel every day coming out. Yeah. Almost like well, we're the dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. Um, how um, I I want to get to what you do for a living because I don't really know what you do, but it sounds really cool. But, but we we'll stick to backpacking <laughs> here first. Um, so talk to us a little bit about how you got into backpacking and how you got onto YouTube. Yeah. So I've kind of always been been into the outdoors and into backpacking and stuff. Uh, you know, as a kid, family used to do tent camping trips all the time. And so I was always outside. I lived, uh, I lived in upstate New York, kind of backed up pretty much to the Adirondack State Park. Oh. And so, so I, had, I had hundreds and hundreds of acres just at my disposal. So I was always out in the woods, always playing. Uh, and then one of the one of my good friends up there, Jeremy, who's Sherpa man, uh, he and I used to used to just go out and do climbing trips and backpacking trips, and we didn't really call it backpacking. We just were out playing in the woods. You know? <laughs> were you? Then, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go. I was just gonna say, were you uh, were you winter backpacking in upstate New York? At- no, I mean we would we would do like snow forts and stuff like that. So it was kind of kind of like that, but yeah. not. Not with the intent of going out and doing like backpacking or camping and stuff. Just just playing around. It uh, when you did. Sorry, sorry. Let the man. I talk. have so many questions. <laughs> no, nah, man. Let him, let him fly. <laughs> when you put your video, we'll get back to the the original question. But I just I'm trying to visualize. The Sherpa man was he in your video when you guys did the whites? When you're yes. Yeah, so the very first backpacking video I put up was an Adirondack strip video, and Sherpa Man was in that one. And then uh, I think the only other one he's been in is the the Whites. The, yeah. He was the one that was with me through the entire White section. Yeah, we got to see multiple hours of you blowing out your knees. <laughs> oh, man. You have inspired us to never do that. That was a uh, a painful, painful trip. <laughs> yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad I pushed on because you know there was there was no serious damage and and I'm all good. But yeah. man, it was not not pleasant. You 
<laughs> so when, whenever whenever we whenever we watch like uh backpacking videos and people are like talking about like the crazy ups and downs like you can never really see it on the camera angles because it just doesn't come off that way however on yours i remember you have these footage of like just the trail going straight up and it's just rocks <laughs> and you could see it on there and i'm like oh yeah yeah that'll kill you <laughs> okay yeah and you know we'd get to sections and there'd be like a 70 year old woman coming down and i was like holy crap just did this <laughs> it's crazy I mean, and, and then you hear stories about like the through hikers and that's all shit they've got to do yeah, I, know, yeah, I, know, I know i know i forget about that we get we get comments too that are like oh you got to come out to the whites or the adirondacks and i'm always like oh yeah that sounds so cool and then in the back of my head i'm like i saw mark's video I, I don't know if I want to do it that. It looks brutal. <laughs> yeah. Looks just brutal. Yeah. Um, but, but the views, I mean, it's so rewarding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did um how did the channel come about? How did the channel come about? Because I I know you did you did some like you did some really early mountain biking stuff, right? Yeah. So I was a I was a professional mountain bike racer, and I became a I, coach. I knew that. Yeah. And so. So while I was coaching, I, I set up a channel where I would go and do like pre-rides of courses and me and my, my buddy Mike, who happens to be beekeeper, uh, we used to ride together and now we, we backpack together every once in a while. Um, we put, we had a, a, a coaching business and so we would put up videos for, for our clients. And so that's kind of how the YouTube thing started. And then beekeeper, Sherpa man and I decided we were doing this, this trip up in the Adirondacks and I was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to film it. And that's kind of where it started, and uh, it was it was just something for us, and yeah. then it kind of it kind of evolved. That seems to be a unique story, did, yeah. From, from like just wanting to document your own stuff. Did you, um, did you think it would be something you would end up doing like pretty regularly? I don't think it it took that on for a while. Uh, Frozen was actually the one that that pretty much pushed me to doing it. Oh more yeah, regularly. yeah, because he reached out to me. So you guys did the Laurel kind of, Highlands. It, so, so I was, I was up, uh, I did, uh, man, I can't remember the place. There's, there's one place up there that I went and the same weekend I was there, he was there and he, I had my setup and he and Gary actually walked past my setup and we're like, Hey, that guy's probably, probably pretty serious. He's got some, some real stuff. And then, uh, I think I posted the video like a week later and he was like, Holy crap, man, that was you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so he pushed he pushed me pretty hard to to get kind of onto a schedule. Yeah, uh, he's like, man, your your content is good. I don't know why you don't have more more subscribers. You need to you need to get onto something where people start following you. So that that kind of pushed me to that. I was like, okay, I, yeah, I could do that. I uh, I remember when you guys did the Laurel Highlands hiking trail together. Yeah, and then and then he put his bare ass in the back of one of your shots. <laughs> he did. He did. Yeah. <laughs> Right over the fire. <laughs> uh, have you backpacked with him since then? I haven't. Now we've we've talked several times about doing different things, and uh, it just hasn't panned out each time. I mean, with me being in Oklahoma and him up in Pennsylvania, it's okay. kinda, the, the distance just kind of has wreaked havoc on that one. I was going to ask where you were lo located now because I remember you were in Alabama back in the day. I remember you were going to Wright Pat all the time, right? And that's how you yeah. would go to like Celeski and stuff. Yeah, it was Zaleski. That's where that's where it was that uh, I was set up, and he walked over. Oh, by. okay, okay, okay. Um, so you um, so you started you started as a professional mountain biking. That's first off, that's pretty sweet. We should rewind on that a little bit. 
Um, how did that happen? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so I was, I was in the air force and, uh, started riding and figured out I was actually pretty good at it. And a couple guys that I rode with every day, every day at three o'clock, I met at a local trail and we went out and rode and they kept pushing me harder and harder and harder. And, uh, I started racing and just, just kind of fell in love with it and, and just went from there. I, I find it I've I've had very little encounters with like serious mountain bikers except when we were in Colorado. Yeah. And, and like we were on the section yeah. of the Colorado Trail and they were everywhere. I just and I'm sure it just takes practice and time. I just don't know how you get rid of that fear factor like flying just bombing around down. bombing down those things. So I was I was more of the the cross country racer than the okay. downhill guy. So <laughs> mine was more endurance and uh yeah there was some downhill and some some speed related there but uh like i'm amazed by like the tour de france guys that yeah yeah 60 70 miles an hour down a down the side of a mountain twisty road uh, that's crazy you just have to increase the amount of oxygen did, that your uh, blood has yeah you just got a dope man <laughs> um did uh are you are you ever considering like bike packing yeah given your roots so i've done a little bit of of bike packing type things um i have a I have a gravel bike because I got into okay. I got into gravel pretty good towards the end of my uh, my cycling career, and so I had I had paneers and everything for it that, okay. that I could. Uh, but uh, haven't done a whole lot of it. I mean, I've got bikes hanging out in the garage that just don't get used. How many bikes do you have? Uh, I've got five bikes hanging nice. up. What, That's what, what I expected. What does like a uh, for your style of mount, mountain biking at like peak professionalness? What what does like uh one of those mountain bikes run? Well, let, let's let's get this straight. I was a a regional. Pro. <laughs> <laughs> now, how, how are the Olympics, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, how many medals? So I've, actually, I've I've actually got some ties to the Olympics. I taught really. At the, uh, I taught at the Olympic Training Center out in Colorado Springs. Oh, nice. oh man! And I did some consulting uh, with a couple of Olympic athletes, but um, I've lined up with those guys. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's more than um, what we can say. Dude, how much? How much EPO did you do? Yeah, none. none. <laughs> I, Water wasn't that good back then. Yeah, so. that's would, true. Would have been, been a whole lot better if I. Could. <laughs> um, um, I I think the the top mountain bike that I've ever ever been on, my own personal one was probably in the six to seven thousand dollar range. Yeah. Oh wow! Now, I mean, it, even even in the years, I mean, it's been. I don't know six, six years since I stopped racing, and in that time, I mean, they're up over ten thousand dollars. Yeah, really, for like Bikes. carbon fiber and all that fun stuff. Do you still go out? I, no, not really. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of it's sadness in his thing. voice. It, it's that, uh, you know, if you can't do it at the same level you did it before, yeah, it's kind of tough to go out there because you want to, you want to go as hard and as fast as you did before. But it just hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Have you taken any like real bad spills? Oh yeah. So uh, very first race I ever did uh, was out at uh, Big Bear in California. Okay. And uh, not not a good mountain biker at that point at all. <laughs> so that that race was half of it was climbing, the next half was descending, and so I got over the climbing part and. As I'm starting the descent, it started out on like a Jeep road and then went off the Jeep road up into the single track. And this 
I, I assume he was a pro or something, went flying by me. I mean, yeah. just hauling ass. And I was like, I can do that. Oh. <laughs> so Fam- I, famous I tried, last words. I tried, <laughs> I tried to stay right on his wheel. And uh, where it went off of the deep road, it went up over a bank and then onto the single track. And he just whoop, right over it. And I hit it and launched. Oh. And it ended up ended up going shoulder first into a tree, dislocated oh. my shoulder. Oh, damn. So I laid there on the ground for a few minutes, stood up, popped my shoulder back in. Oh. <laughs> you pulled finished, a Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> finished the race. And then uh, as I was getting out of my jersey after the race, I pulled, went to pull my jersey off, and it popped back out of the socket, <laughs> and I just hit the ground, man. And I've, I've now had three surgeries on that Jesus, shoulder. Jesus, so. man. Who, who, wait, was it, was it Lethal Weapon, Mel Gibson, who could pop his yeah. shoulder out? Is that what it was? Yeah, you're Mel Gibson. Pull lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> that probably, if it, so uh, that's, that's, that's gross. That sounds, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds I, I so painful. <laughs> oh, my I'll God. <laughs> Any backpacking injuries? Just the knees, man. Just the knees. Uh, you know. I had a lot of problems with blisters early on, um, but lately, you know, I, I finally found exactly what works for me. Yeah. It doesn't work for everybody, but, you know, the, the barefoot shoes are, are for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Has that helped a lot? But you ragged on, didn't you rag on them on that, on that whites trip that you said, am I seeing that, saying that right? That you wish you had more of a beefier shoe for that? Well, I mean. There's going to be times where it yeah. hurts a little bit, but honestly, just the blister thing, I, I don't think I can go back to anything else. Everything else I've worn, from every sort of trail mm-hmm. runner to, to boots, I end up with blisters. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm stuck with these now. And what, sh- what, shoes, well, what shoes are you wearing? So, I have been pretty dedicated to the Morel tra- Trail Gloves. Okay. Uh, I really like their knit ones that, that are kind of like a sock, but... Uh, after, so I think I did a, a video after the white strip, I had some real problems with my, my shoes kind of failing on me. Um, so they redesigned them. I got a new set and those just about three weeks ago failed on me. So, uh, I'm trying a new pair of shoes right now. (laughs) The last, last weekend when I went out was the first time wearing them. And, uh, so I'm, I'm trying some Vivo barefoot Primus trail firm ground. Okay. Everybody talks about the the Vivo for like the minimalist shoe yeah. as well. So you you're down to a zero drop shoe, just for you go into a barefoot. No, <laughs> I need I know I need this and only for backpacking and run and the little trail running yeah. that I do. Otherwise, yeah. my road running shoes are the opposite of zero drop. That's true. Um, <laughs> maximum lift. So. I know you've been across the pond recently, but what are your um, <coughs> what are your upcoming backpacking plans for this year? So the big one. So I try and do one big, big trip for a yeah. year, and and you're gonna like this one. Um, so Rainman, Chris, he and I are. We wanted it to be more than just us. Uh, a couple of people had to drop out, but we're gonna go do the uh, Tahoe Rim Trip. I no. knew you were gonna say that. Oh, nice. Are you doing the whole? Are you doing the whole thing? Yeah. Oh go. shit! That's nice. awesome. So, so, I actually, uh, I don't know. You guys may have heard this. You on, did trail on, maintenance. I did. I remember I you commented. Like Talk to yeah. me about that. Yep. So it's it's cool. I mean, I lived out there for quite a while, and and it's kind of going to be cool to go back and and do this. Where uh, where'd you live? Uh, 
pretty much right directly between Sacramento and San Francisco. Okay. And w- you- when was this? Uh, from like 96 to like 2008-ish or 2005, oh. I guess. Oh, you lived there for a while. Yeah. So was was the Tahoe Rim Trail even, like, was it a big, was it around at that point? No, that it was being built. Okay, like, that's what I thought. So yeah, you went out just, there and just got on there and started like you got on like did you get involved with the association and start like helping them? Yeah, oh, that's yeah, sweet. It was, like, organized uh, organized days out there. I think I posted a couple of pictures not that that long ago of you know I was going through some uh, photo albums and found some old photos of of up there. How many axes and Pulaski's and doing? Dude, that's awesome. Hey, how many days are you giving yourself to do it? Uh, so we we've talked. I think we can do it in eight, but oh, we're not that, that's aggressive. It's like, that's 100, it's like 130 miles, isn't it? I think it's 165. So we figured <laughs> if we did like 22 20 a day, day we'd be good. Mark, get, we're gonna do. We're gonna do it. <laughs> I, I thought the. We know it's funny because I think the average no, is like doing, 12 or 13 days. We're gonna do like 10 or 11. Okay. Uh, we're gonna take our time. We're gonna enjoy it. Yeah. We want to be able to. Not not push long days, just kind of yeah. Enjoy it. So we've we've got I think we've got a, an eleven day itinerary and okay. a ten day ten day setup. Just kind of all right. One of these will work. What um are you gonna yeah. hammock that? Yeah. Next question. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've talked I've talked with quite a few people who have who have through it, and everyone says that it can be done. Yeah, so, I've yeah, I, so I've seen some like sections of it. Desolation Wilderness, yeah. depending on where you're camping there. Like, I only did, I only was in two areas when I was there. Um, first, I'm incredibly jealous that you're doing this. Uh, where are you starting? So I think what we're going to do is we're going to fly into Reno, pick up a rental, uh, drive down to South Lake, and there, I can turn the rental car in there and then start at South Lake. Okay. And then, and then do uh, probably get a hotel up in uh, Tahoe City. That's so... Check out Timberline Lodge. That's where I stayed when I was there. Okay. Um, super cheap. And shout out. So the reason I went out there was our sister just moved to Reno. So mm-hmm. shout out to our sister. Maybe she can, maybe we'll vol- volunteer her to ferry you around. She ferried us around. Um, but uh, I, I hiked counterclockwise. So are you going, are you going counterclockwise? We're going clockwise. You're going clockwise. I, I went yeah. counterclockwise. Yeah. Um, so you're starting down there, man. That's what time? When are you? What time of the year are you doing this? September. That's like the basically perfect the perfect time to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah, you'll have like what, like 60s during the day, and maybe like high 30s at night. Then. Yeah, that that maybe a little bit higher. Yeah, it'll be a little bit warmer. But uh, what we're what we're hoping is we've missed the bugs. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, you cause will. The bugs can be can be. Nasty. I was there the last week in August, and there. Are, they weren't bad, but they were there. Yeah. Um, they were definitely there. That was, uh, I'd never, I'd never backpacked the west of Colorado and that place was freaking incredible. I mean, yeah. it was beautiful. And, um, the Tahoe Rim Trail Association app, which is what I use, which I'm sure is what mm-hmm. you'll, you'll probably be using. It was so helpful and like everything's marked out and it's not a flat trail at all. But the the views, just being around that lake, man, that's awesome. I'm jealous. Yeah. And, you know, California gets a lot of crap for, like, how regulated their backpacking is. But, I mean, the trade-off is you get just such an amazing, like, 
beautiful trail. Do you have to get a like a, a, a through hiker permit or so like a like a permit for that? Yeah, for desolation. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. Have you gotten your desolation permits yet? Can you even do it this far yeah. out? No, you can't. Um, I think, man, I, I don't remember exactly how far out you can do it. But yeah. As a as a through hiker, they don't turn you down. It's yeah, I, of, I've heard that. So you can you can opt to do it two ways. You can either get the through hiker one, which then you have to stay within 300 feet of the trail or something like that, or you can select to get a regular uh, permit for Desolation Wilderness for whatever zone. That's you what we stay did. In. That's how, what we did. How long is the TRT through Desolation? It's like 40 miles, I think. Uh, probably something Ish. like that. Yeah. So you'll be there for a couple of days. Yeah. Well, I think. Uh, I think we'll stay just outside of Echo and then go through to, I think we're going to stay like Lake Aloha area. That's, that's and, a, that's then, not a great hammock place. I'll just warn you right now. On the, I think on the South side, there's, there's, there's trees. trees. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, I think maybe middle Velma. Okay. Has, has some good spots. Yeah. That that's more in the trees. That's literally the, I went in, I went up, from Echo Lake up into Lake Aloha. And so th- there are trees getting up there. Um, that right. place is a party, though. Yeah, There are going to be tons of people there. Yep. Yep. The, the good thing is they do limit, with the permit system, they do limit how many people can camp there. But, like, around those lakes. Like during the day, yeah. No, during the day, you're going to have day hikers there yeah. all over. Um, are you going to canister it? Are you going to bear canister it? Yeah, we talked about it, and... This year, there were so many people that had even Earthback just shredded. Wow. But I was like, nah, man, I, we ain't, we're not I got, I got some stories for you. So I was there last year. I Earthsacked it. I hung my Earthsack, though. I was like, I'm, I'm not I'm not effing around. And I didn't, I, so th- I did two nights in the Tahoe Rim Trail. I did one in Desolation and one not in Desolation. The, the night not in Desolation, which was just northeast of Tahoe City, Bear came through camp in the morning desolation so on the, like the Tahoe Rim Trail app it they like people update bear activity and we and I was there with my sister's husband and, and we didn't see anything now we were in like a an area that most people don't go to but we were hiking out the next day and we we passed a ranger and he checked our permits he's like did I tell you this he goes yeah. he goes do you, you guys see any bears out there and I go no he goes really <laughs> I'm like no I mean he goes they've been crazy active <laughs> <laughs> and and he's like, all right, what he goes like he because we didn't have we did we didn't have a canister. He's like, what do you have? I'm like, I'm like I have an earth sack, but I'm hanging it, and and that was legit for them. They were not cool with tying earth sacks off to trees. Yeah, um, really? no, yeah. not at all. He was like, if you're using an earth sack, make sure you hang it like a traditional bear bag. And he said, what they're doing now, even with bear canisters, is the bears are just picking up the canisters and walking away with them. <laughs> yeah. Like he, they'll just take them and then go try and open them somewhere else. So uh, that's why you put your dishes on top of it. So when so you can yeah, like hear so it, you, so you put a piece of zinging on it. I was I and it's only it's black bears, so it's not like it's like scary. I did carry a bear bear spray though. Are you carrying? No, I don't think so. Um, it just makes me sound I, like a huge pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I was by myself. I was by myself. I would have. I would have had a shotgun. Extra weight, man. Yeah. And honestly, I, my brother, my sister had bought some, and she had a canister there. So I'm like, I'm. I was going out for the first time by myself, and I'm like, I'll just take it just for peace of mind, you know. Yeah. Um, Marty said I've got to carry a canister that weighs like. I know. Is this is this your first time with a bear canister? 
No, we had to up in the Adirondacks. We had to use them. Really? So I, I didn't bought know one that. up there. Yeah. I didn't know in the East Coast you had that. They mandated bear canisters. Probably in certain areas. Yeah. 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 Well, it's the the high peaks region of the Adirondacks. It's mandated. Yep. Okay. Oh man, we have yet to take a trip with a bear canister. No. Luckily. I know. I know. I almost did it for the Tahoe thing, but I was just, I was like, it's so heavy. I'd rather carry an Ursac and some mace. <laughs> and luckily, the, uh, not in Desolation, but a lot of the campsites along, at least where, that I saw, had bear lockers at camps. Okay. So, like, yeah. it, it was pretty legit. Yeah, that's cool. I don't know. I don't know. That, yeah, I like that, that in Yosemite, too. There's a lot of, a lot of the camps, the backcountry camps, too, have the, the bear lockers. Yeah. We, um, another thing we, I luckily didn't have to deal with, but you can get like forest fires up in that area at that time of year. So I had some like contingency scenarios of like, what am I going to do if there's like a a forest fire closure or something? I don't know. Cause that's probably September when that happens. I don't know. Mm. Mm -mm. That's sweet though, man. Um, I'm, I'm super, when you said you guys are going to like this, I'm like, I bet he's going to say Tahoe. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, what's the, uh, what's the backpacking like s- options like in Oklahoma where you are? That's right a great now? question. Uh, in a word, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where in Oklahoma <laughs> are you? If you don't mind, you can just say regionally, you don't have to say like uh, uh, Oklahoma city okay. directly in the center. So, uh, I pretty much go out of state for damn near everything. Yeah. Um, I'm in Arkansas a lot. Uh, right now, Chris and I have been knocking off parts of the, uh, the Wachita Trail and the uh, Ozark Highlands Trail. Both of them are like 200 plus mile. Is it good backpacking? Yeah, yeah. So Arkansas has got great, beautiful That's backpacking. That's really heard. Yeah. Somebody else was telling us that. I forget who, but yeah. That'd be a good winter yeah. option for us. Yeah. Yeah. How, um, I know, okay. What do you do for a living, Mark? <laughs> I know it's, I know it's aviation related. It is. Um, so I, you can. You don't have to like just give just be very you can be very high vague, le- very vague high level. Because I know you move around a lot, right? Yeah. So I was military, and uh, so I, I was a pilot in the in the military, the Air Force. Uh, when I got out, I started doing program management stuff, and so I worked for a few different simulation companies. Um, but now I'm actually working for a, a company that we have uh, ISR aircraft that we deploy around the world. Okay. And, uh, I'm kind of in charge of all of that, um, oh. and and do a little bit of flying along with that. What um, were, for some reason, were you a chopper pilot? No. Why did I think that? I don't know. So you're a fixed wing guy. Yeah. What um, a wing jockey. I so I have a our dad's a, our dad's a private pilot. Um, okay. And I have I have I have nine hours in a Cessna 172. <laughs> <laughs> True story. I've landed it once. Um, right on. What, uh, this is cool. So, cause I, I know you were just in the UK for a while and mm-hmm. we were talking about doing this. You were talking about going to like another place very far away. So are you commonly like globetrotting with this job? Yeah. I mean, I've got, so I've got planes in about six different locations around the, the world right now. And so, uh, I'm constantly going to see what's going on, see how things are going. And, uh, at times, fly with the, the crews I've got out there. That's sweet. Nice. That's a sweet excuse yeah. to do some cool backpacking too, and very yeah. cool. I, I watched some of your well, your UK stuff. Yeah, I mean, I got I got some good. You know, I only had like a day 
at a time off there. So it was a lot of day, a day stuff. And then uh, over Christmas and New Year's, I got out a little bit more. So uh, I think, yeah, yesterday was the, the last of the UK videos. So oh, nice. I'm, I'm done with UK stuff now. And uh, next week will be uh, the last uh, Washita Trail trip, 40 miles we did last weekend. Wow. What do you got? What are you doing like coming up in the spring? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> try, I try to get, I try get out a, a, one weekend a month. We try. Yeah, get that's out. what yeah. we try and do. Um, it, it's a lot of times it's last minute. I mean, Chris, Chris lives uh, three hours from me. And so he has a pretty, uh, a pretty lenient job. And so anytime we want, he's, he's free. So it's a lot of last minute stuff. I know we've got, we've got a trip out to Paladuro Canyon out in uh, Texas. We're planning probably a three or four day trip. Um, but other than that, let's just kind of play it by ear and whatever sounds good is what we, what we end up doing. So, uh, switching topics. When did your, when did your love affair with alcohol stoves begin? <laughs> we had to get into this. <laughs> we oh, waited man. like a half an hour to bring it up. <laughs> I think it was the ultralight stuff, man. Yeah. You know, I, when I got, so I, I backpacked um, when I lived in California. For those years I was out there, I did a lot of backpacking. Yeah. was constantly out, but I was, I was far from ultralight. Right. I was far from lightweight. Um, and so when I got back into it, I researched and I was like, I want the lightest stuff possible. And so I found alcohol stoves and, and all the DIY stuff, the penny stoves and, and the soda can stuff. So I was like, let's, let's do this. And, uh, I just thought it was cool. It's, yeah. it's, it's more of a tinkering type thing yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing around with it, experimenting. <clears throat> and, uh, and then I found Hiram's videos. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> that dude. Yeah, yeah. Do you know who that is? No. He's like the godfather of out. He's oh, not like, yeah. he's not camping necessarily. No, no. He was in his basement. Yeah. That's how I learned to make those wax fire starters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. He's I've had, never met another dude who's heard of him. Like, thousand freaking videos on alcohol yeah <laughs> yeah i forgot about him that's hilarious um so are you using a jet boil now <laughs> yeah <two of> them. <laughs> <laughs> one specifically for coffee yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man now, i actually have been using the canister a whole lot more i mean i used the canister the whole time i was out in the uh the uk we so. um we've in the winter, we've almost reverted back to canister. Just laziness. We're just lazy. You know, we went through a... It's so quick, man. It's yeah. so quick. And we both, we're both very, like, pro-alcohol stove. That's our go-to, especially your go-to. Yeah. But the last couple winter trips, it's just like when it's freaking freezing, you just warm that canister up and, like, trying to light the... Like, I got the Fancy Feast, the Zelf <laughs> one, and trying to light that in the winter when it's, like, 25 degrees, it's, like, fairly difficult. So we're just we just we yeah. just have gotten lazy. I don't know, but I like I like uh, I never thought I really like alcohol stoves. You know, they're simple. They're so simple. That's why I like them. Yeah. You know, and they're, and they're yeah they're cheap too. I don't know. Um, yep. that's funny. You waited thirty minutes to bring up alcohol. Yeah, stoves. I got another topic, but I I got to make sure I get the uh, the name right because I'm I will admit that I am not. Yeah. What was that? I, I just want to talk about the Hang Your Own Hammock podcast. That's right. Okay. I 
So I hopefully I got the title right. I've listened yeah. to a bunch of the episodes, um, especially like traveling and stuff. I, I don't know. I just download it. Are you still doing? Is that still going on? Are they so? They st- I I honestly don't know if it's still going on. So right as I was getting ready to go to the UK, it was going through a transition. So okay. uh, Mark and Jonathan were actually turning it over, handing it over to a couple of new guys, and they had asked Gresh and I to to keep doing it. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna bow out for a little while. Yeah. I got I've got a lot of stuff going on with this new job. Um, I'm just not sure I can can keep it up. Yeah. And. Uh, I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard anything. I don't know whether or not it's it's kept going or or if it died. Yeah, I don't. I I was just thinking I about, that, about the, that. I was just thinking about it the other day. Like I I, I went like I wasn't like clearly I can't remember the exact name. I, I wasn't a faithful that. follower of it, but I did yeah. listen to like most of them. And I thought they were pretty decent. And I liked your your segment of it. You're also uh you're pretty you're pretty like into the hammock forum stuff, and you've gone to a bunch of those hangs, haven't you? I've gone to several of them. I went to uh, HangCon a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember that. I've gone to a couple others. Yeah, we um, down here in Texas. How did you? How did you make? How did you get into hammocks? Good question. So when I got when I got back into so I I moved. I was living in Mississippi, um, which there's no backpacking there, no nothing. It sucks. Uh, anyone that lives in Mississippi, sorry, but it's, <laughs> uh, so I ended up moving to to South Carolina and I remember when you were there and I I was, I was doing something and I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to get back into, to backpacking. I I don't even know how I got into it thinking about this. Oh, actually, yes, I do. So I was, I was reading something and dude, I used to be all about the, the AT. Yeah. Uh, And, and so, uh, back in, man, 2002, I believe, uh, Sherpa Man and I did uh, the entire Shenandoah section of the AT to raise money for diabetes. So we did this big thing, and uh, so the AT has kind of been this thing I've I've always wanted to do. And so when I knew I was moving back to to South Carolina, uh, I knew I was close to the AT again. And so Mike Beekeeper and I started talking about going out and trying to knock out sections of it, starting all the way at the approach trail. And so I was like, all right, I got to get back into this. I want to go light. And I've always had trouble sleeping when I'm on the ground. I've always had the biggest pad, the thickest pad I could possibly. And I just, I don't sleep well on the ground for whatever reason. And, uh, I got on the forums and I was reading and people talking about how, you know, I've had back problems where I've had this and now I sleep great. So I was like, Hey, I'm going to give this a try. And so I went on, uh, you know, a lot of people start with like Eno or whatever they mm-hmm. see in a, a store. Uh, I went straight to the Dutchware here website and ordered stuff there. You had a half wit, right? Uh, that was probably the second or third hammock. And I you, had, yeah. you did the. Um, I remember this. You did like the. It had the half bug net. Yeah, that's the half wit. Yep. That's the half wit, right? Yeah. And I remember yeah. you were talking about doing that a couple of years ago. Yeah, I just wanted to. And actually, I, I was kind of inspired by your videos because you put together. I think it was a series on like like ultra lightweight hammock backpacking, like making a, like a, yeah. like making a setup as light as possible. And like yeah, that, I've done a few, a, a few trying to get there. Yeah. That was, I, it was very inspiring too. I, I was almost ready to pull the trigger on like a whole new hammock and all new suspension. And you, uh, first off, what's in that glass you're drinking? I hope it's some bourbon or drink of choice. Uh, unfortunately, I'm the water jumping on, jumping on a plane flying in the morning. So oh, okay. 
I remember you did one of the like first chameleon videos. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Yeah. So I, I had a, uh, I had one of the first prototypes out there. Um, I think we all launched probably on the same day. Yeah. But yeah, I was, I was one of the lucky ones that, uh, that Dutch picked to test. And, uh, I maybe, I mean, I don't know when this is going to come out, but I may be testing a, a new Dutch hammock. Really? Oh, come on, Dutch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Jealous. It's one of those Clark hammocks. I saw his announcement. I, I, I saw that, too. That was kind of a surprise. I did yeah. Not, I, was, I didn't know that was in the works. Yeah. So. The, the jungle is hammock. Is there anything you can say about this hammock? I didn't want to like it. Oh, <laughs> really? So that means it's like the Cadillac. Well, it's the Cadillac of it, hammocks. Is it a bridge hammock? We don't know. Hey, we'll have to wait. You're gonna have to wait and see. I mean, if you watch the video next Tuesday, there might be some hints in there. Okay. If, if it's a bridge hammock, I'm for sure getting one. Nice. Maybe it will be. Maybe it won't. Nice, man. <laughs> that's sweet. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I'm. A, I, I will be. I'll any um, any other gear upgrades this year or gear swap outs? Yeah, so, man, I, while I was in the UK, you know, Christmas happened while I was there, yeah. plus I was making money, so I was buying too much. <laughs> uh, so I got home, and there was a ton of stuff waiting for me. Uh, and on top of that, just companies that had, had wanted me to test stuff yeah. that had sent stuff. So I've got, I've got a lot of stuff sitting around that I need to test. I've got uh, three different hammocks that I've got to get wow. out and test. Um, but I, I, ordered, I ordered a new... Uh, UGQ top quilt so custom one and it it's sweet. That is we 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 awesome. both just ordered zero degree bandits. Right on. So yeah. I got a new I got a new twenty degree bandit with the uh, with a, a custom print. And, oh nice, uh, dude. The thing is is sweet, but I got it in the wide. It, it's the bandit XL, so that I could use it when I do have to go to ground. Um, because there are like when I go out to Paladuro, there's no hanging out there. Yeah, yeah. it's got. I'm gonna have to use the duplex, and so, um, which I haven't done a review on that yet either. So. I just released one yesterday. I know. Yeah. Saw that. Yeah. Saw that. And I'm about so to I'm email him and that. tell him to send me the Altiplex. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll uh, see. So I upgraded. I changed from my my uh, Cuban uh, standard tarp with doors to the Winter Palace. Just oh, nice. A little, little bit more room and and just bigger. Yeah. Chris got one, and I saw it, and I was like. Damn you! I hate you. Yeah, that's cool. I think it's huge. Yeah. So, uh, let's see what else. Uh, that's some good gear upgrades. That, that's tremendous yeah. upgrades. We're uh, we're actually going. I can say this because this won't be released till next week. We're going backpacking with UGQ this weekend with Chad from Sweet. UGQ. It's, yeah. And he just made us our quilts, so it's weird. I'm going to be going backpacking with the dude who made the gear. Yeah. And it's gonna be great. It's our first time. No, we've we've been with like, no, we've been with people who've made our gear. Yeah, um, but that quilt, that zero degree, and I didn't know this. We talked to them. They overstuff like that's their that's their mantra. And so, I think they do like thirty percent. Yeah, they do thirty percent. So <laughs> we got these zero degree quilts, and we were just laying on them like inside, and you just you start sweating immediately. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and I have one of their under quilts. I have a Zeppelin under quilt. And it's also like it's a twenty degree, but I've used it into like the low teens, and it's been fine. So they make, uh, and I have a winter dream tarp from them. They make like really good stuff. And he he was telling me, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm going to. He was saying they get twenty five to thirty quilt orders a day now. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. We, I ordered, my wife ordered my quilt beginning of December and we were able to pull some strings <laughs> and I got it a week and a half ago. You, that's still yeah. eight to yeah. 10 weeks of lead time. Yeah. yeah. So they're moving to like a new store that's got like 10,000 square feet because they're like, we got to get this down. I mean, they, they just can't keep up with demand. It's crazy. They're nuts. It's good to see, though. I mean, yeah, it's, it's so good like, to see. We've got, and, and, you know, I, I have, I've tried to support a lot of the, the smaller vendors, like, you know, Jason from Walhalla. Uh, he was a South Carolina guy. And so he had some things going on. And I, I, promoted some of his stuff at one point i love supporting the little guys um so trailheads so yeah i got i i had him do a custom one for me and uh you know the quality is is okay it's not it's not dutch or dream quality yeah. but this last trip chris had one of the new wraith hammocks from from trailheads which is their mono light super lightweight one um uh, I thought mine was lightweight. It was like 10.2 ounces. His oh is God. like 9.6. Wow. That's cool. And that, that's a zippered bug net. It's nine um, ounces yeah, with that, the bug net? That's... Yes. Yeah. Well, how's it? So, is it just some ridiculous fabric? Like, how's it so it's, light? It's the 1.0. It's the 1.0 mono light, but it's it's the, uh, they went with a, a lighter zipper. They went with, uh, like, it's only like a two-thirds zipper rather than a, uh, a full. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I mean, little, little areas to cut the weight just to try. I mean, they were just... Really, it was a, a let's see how low we can get this. Yeah. Right? But I checked out the, like, there were things on mine that I was like, hey, this is cool. It just needs to be refined a little bit. And on Chris's, which, you know, it's only been like three or four months that he's been doing this. Dude, it is so much better. Like, the quality has come up so much. And to see people like the Walhallas and the Trailheads that started and they were, you know, out of their own garage yeah. or whatever doing it. And then the quality just keeps getting better and better. I mean, Paul and Missy. Yeah. Out of Paul's basement. yeah. And now look at look at the quality of that stuff you yeah, got. I yeah. Mean, it is so crazy. good. Yeah. 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 They actually we were in Red River Gorge two weeks ago and Trailheads was doing a uh, a gathering there that we were gonna try to go to, but it just didn't work out. Um because where are they based? where are they based? Do you know? He's he's not too far from uh from Wright Pat. He's oh, is he is he Ohio? Ohio yeah. Oh, I didn't yep. know that. Up. Maybe we'll have to get him on. Yeah, he's Spagiver approved. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Spagiver, I well, I know you've explained this in a video, but how'd you get the trail name? Okay, so uh, I, I used to climb a lot. I, I mentioned it earlier. That Were I you a climb. professional climber? No, no. Did you train no. at the Olympic Training Center? <laughs> Did you train Olympians? <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, my nickname was Spider. Okay. And and then uh, when we were that that. Shenandoah section that Sherpa Man and I were doing. Uh, there was one night that I had a an MSR pocket rocket, and I we just switched out canisters, and it wasn't mating. Like you could screw it on, but it wasn't getting fuel. That's terrifying. We like, hell? So uh, I went behind the shelter and was kind of messing with it, smashing it on a rock, shoving <laughs> stuff down inside of it, and got it so that it was spraying fuel. Screwed it on and, and got it to work. Um, and so someone said, well, you're MacGyver and the two kind of got smashed together. Nice. And so it's MacGyver. I use an MSR pocket rocket and that's terrifying to know that well, it was the fuel can. It, it was the it fuel was can the though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was totally the canister. Okay. okay. Yeah. I liked it. The, uh, the screw on piece was too long. 
And so it wasn't, you know, the pin that goes in wasn't hitting it. And so, yeah. Okay. That's a cool trail name, though. It is. It's very cool. Very cool. It's way better than Andy and Kevin. We don't have have trail names. We keep saying. (laughs) They have to be given to you. And you have to like you, you have, have to, to earn do, them you have, or something. Like you have to be a professional mountain biker at right. minimum or a through hiker. Yeah, I don't know. I've always thought about like, what would our trail names be? But <laughs> so yeah, somebody will come up with something stupid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, where are you? Uh, can you say where you're traveling to tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow it's just a local flight, and then um, on Tuesday I'm flying to Africa. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Doing any backpacking there? No, unfortunately, no. This one's all all business and and no time to to play. Where, uh, honestly, can... honestly, a lot of the, the areas I'm going to be in are a little bit hostile. Right That's what now. I was going to say. Yeah, but that would make for a pretty cool video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, can you tell? Can you say where you're going in Africa? Um, a few different places, but uh, Kenya is one of them. Okay, that's hostile. What's just do they make an ultralight AK forty seven you can pack in with you? <laughs> yeah. Or like Poly- an M four? Polycarbonate magnum. Titanium bolt carrier group. How long are you gonna be over there? About two weeks. Wow. So they do see they you're over you're in these places for a while. It yeah. takes like three you, days uh, to get there. Are you gonna do any uh African backpacking food testing videos? <laughs> I saw the no, UK one. Like to, Watch the like UK one. Uh some coffee testing. Oh, you know, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what you should do is you should do like a series of like drink from streams and just say like, "Will I get Giardia?" <laughs> <laughs> what kind of weird parasite is Mark gonna get today? <laughs> or do like do like do like knockoff water filter tests? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, that's funny. I see like uh, Devin. Devin does like some of these off-brand. Water filters, mm-hmm. and I'm like, dude, <laughs> I know, right? You're playing with some fucking roulette, yeah. <laughs> and you know, if you're gonna do an off brand water filter test, like, you can't do that in one video, you need like a month follow up after and be like, right. hey, yeah, yeah. it's a month later, I'm still alive, yeah, <laughs> it's approved. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have you ever gotten any like weird uh trail diseases? No, no, fortunately not. Yeah, uh, I've seen people with it. And it's not, it's not pretty. Have you been with people that have gotten it? No, not with anybody. But, uh, there was one night we were on the AT and we were in a shelter and this dude, we had passed him a few miles back and he was just moaning and groaning. And, uh, he came like, just fell into the shelter that night and was just, oh man, it was bad. And so we, we actually got up and night hiked that night. Yeah. I would have gone. I was like, I want no part of this. sickness. People in the AT Love drinking fresh from the streams. <laughs> <laughs> they do. And it's such clean streams. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's pristine. There's, yeah. there's no one out there. Yeah. There's so many people out there. Um, you kind of alluded to it earlier, but is, th- is through hiking on your like life agenda? It has definitely been been there. It's something. But I, I think right now, if I was to do it, it's probably the PCT. The AT is just, there's too much of it. And and honestly, I don't even know that I would take the camera and do it the way that everyone else is doing. Really, it. Just, I, I'm I'm kind of over it. I, I mean, yeah? it's, it's there's so much of it out there. Now. What about not vlogging it, but like maybe just making yeah, yeah. like a documentary? Yeah, 
like like yeah i could i could be down with something like that but i i don't think i could i don't know I it's just think it's, it's the cool thing to do now it is you know i i i tend not to be the stick into what everyone else is do doing. the vlog and then put everything together at the end and then release it as like a, it's like a 36 hour movie <laughs> <laughs> that's what everybody does now. hey you'll be on the pct in uh in desolation i will yeah, yeah. We uh we get a lot of flack because we always be like if, if we were ever to through hike we're definitely doing the PCT yeah first yeah first if yeah. you know like there's no question in our mind yeah. um just because like where we live like the the PCT just uh, and I've been on it a little bit just is so much cooler you know yeah I mean it's it's different for everybody it's different right not to like rag on the AT but PCT is more exotic to us living in Ohio right you know <laughs> I don't know um that's cool what um like would you be one of those people that would do it like when they retire? One of those old dudes? I think, I think so. Yeah. yeah. You could join our trail family. Yeah, we're going to do it then too. Perfect. <laughs> think how cool. Yeah, think how sweet backpacking gear is going to be like then. We're going to we're, we're going to ways out. We're going to be pulling solid tens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do it like 6 months. Yeah. <laughs> um All right, dude. We've been going almost an hour. Really? Yeah. No, only 40, yeah. 50 minutes. Um, well, there are other topics. These go fast, man. Yeah. They go really fast. Any uh, other burning questions? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I really enjoyed your hammock stuff. I've wa I watched a lot of your hammock stuff to get educated yeah, on certain things. Actually, I remember this is me fanboying, fanboying out, by the we, way. We call it fangirling. Oh, fangirling. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's why we got into this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I remember specifically taking a lot away from from your videos related to continuous ridgelines so as that might be a boring topic for the rest of the world here but it was uh it was a good video it no, was a good and, um, multiple videos probably. where we'll use this that's a good segue to to pimp spagiver backpacking um for those watching and we'll have a link down there even if you're not into hammock camping please check out spagiver backpacking but yeah you're a gearhead I mean, clearly, I yeah, yeah, for sure. And people, we love gear. You love gear, and like that's a lot of people love that. Yeah, you've got a ton of great content on cool gear. And great content, and he's he's the stove guy. <laughs> I mean, you got alcohol stuff. I've been doing them lately, though. You know, <laughs> you need to do. We we uh, we joke whenever the random times that we. Rarely do a stove video. We're like Spagiver. We're doing a Spagiver like, stove video. We're going. We're going full Spagiver. <laughs> doing a stove video. Uh, no, but honestly, you you have influenced us a lot, and we appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, we uh, we love what you're doing. Keep doing it. We need to do this again. We'll do this again. I, there's there's a lot more to talk if, about. If uh, if you're ever, there is. I mean, we could keep going. I know. I know. If you're if you're ever in the uh, Midwest area. Please hit us up. Let's go on a trip. Let's do something. For sure. um, if you're ever in the right pad area or something, we can come or meet you or come or anywhere. To my, come to my basement and we'll do a live or, stream. Or, yeah. Hey, you you get the open invitation to come live stream and do this again. But uh, thanks, man. Honestly. Yeah. Appreciate oh, thank it. You guys. No. This was a lot of fun. No, it was a lot of fun. No, yeah. lot of fun. And uh, we say this our time. We'll we'll do a part two. Yes. All right. Yes. Yeah. We not not everybody makes the not, part two. It's true. Not everybody gets a part two. That's true. <laughs> We'll get we he gets one. Yes. All right, man. Thanks, dude. Thank you. I feel honored. <laughs>